It's a residency at the House of M's. This is Triple M Nights with Dave Gleeson. We found a flyer from the Stone Age advertising this guy's band's gig. Check it out. It's written on stone, obviously. Queens of current age. Make noise at time sun go away and we frightened not come back. Price of allow in three mammoth tusks. Man, tickets were cheap back then. Now it's known as the Stone Age and these guys are still going. He's the front man of one of the world's biggest rock acts. They're back on tour next year. We're stoked. We're also good mates with them, so we'll get free tickets for sure. Please welcome front man of Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Homme. Welcome to the show. We're Josh Homme from uh, the Queens of the Stone Age. You have just announced you're coming to Australia, mate. Is there excitement when you come to a place like Australia to tour? Oh, there's, there's always, it's always been that way. You know, it's a place where you play a show and then you get to hang out for a few days. I mean, I used to call the big day, sorry, the big day out. I used to call it big day off. I just almost naturally called it the big day off <laughs> because you get the chance, you know. There's so much room in between cities. And, and what's it like? I mean, obviously, you have a huge following in the U.S., but um, to, to, ha- to have stuff happening all around the world simultaneously, it must be like a, a real buzz for you guys to know that, you know, whenever you release an album, that's not just uh, a hometown thing or U.S. thing. It's all around the world that people get very, very excited about it. Well, I think we've always uh, felt blessed to be able to go other places. I mean, in all honesty, the U.S. is where I sort of expect and care the least, I think. I mean, it's great to play New York and it's great to, there's great cities, Madison, Wisconsin, and I think there's, there's, there's wonderful things there too. But I think I, my wanderlust has always made Europe and going down under and going to New Zealand and going to South America. It feels like that sensation that where you grab your friends and you say, we're about to do something. I just like that. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, so you've got the new album out, Times New Roman, your eighth album. Uh, when you go into a studio to record albums, have you got all the stuff uh, written and um, and arranged, or is there a lot of stuff like that that goes on in the studio? Well, you know, it's not like it was in the beginning where you have these complete ideas, ideas and you just go in to simply record them. I think uh, having a love of the studio and wanting to be there and feeling – I don't, I don't like to do demos, so I like to just feel like you're capturing butterflies and pinning them to your collection a little, you know? And so that means doing something for the first time. I used to call it recording anxiety, where you know what you would like to do, but you don't really know what that is completely. But I realize now it's it's just recording excitement. Yeah, and and of course, and then and then the the, the live experience makes it must like uh, grow it even more for you guys. Once then you get out on the road and and you start playing the songs live in front of crowds. Well, I think this actual this tour is the tour I'm enjoying the most since I can remember because uh, you you go through all of life's up and downs, and um, I want to be part of something that feels vital when it comes out. But you have no idea if that's how it will be received or what that will mean. But I, I think we feel um, appreciative and relieved about feeling like what we're doing is, is, is of its time. Yeah, and, and with your live show, uh, Lauded Around the World is one of the great live bands. Uh, what goes into that for you as far as rehearsal and stuff is concerned? Or is it once again, just once you're out on stage, you just let it all rip? Well, I mean, we normally do about two and a half months, about seven days a week for eight hours a wow. day. And the, re- the reason is not because we're trying to practice the songs into, a, into the ground, because we want to be able to move them and know with eight records and other side releases, there's about 90 songs. Mm-hmm. And it, it's nice to know about 80% of them. 
and be able to change things on the fly. Sometimes I just think I don't want to choose, and you just ask the audience <laughs> to choose. I don't, I don't feel like choosing. It should be one night only. We should only do this version of this once, you know. So sometimes just saying what the f- do you want to hear us is the easiest way to get there. Um, and with your inspiration for songs, obviously you've been described as uh, there was an NME um, uh, article over here in Australia and it, it said it's your darkest, naughtiest material to date. Um, where do you, I mean, the inspiration for songs, You must it must come from, you know, um, looking at the human condition mostly, I think. Yeah, and I, you know, I think, um, you know, taking a risk is um, – where you get pinballed around and banged around uh, as when you live your life, you take chances. And um, I think sometimes as you get older, you, you think you're supposed to take less, but maybe you should, I think maybe you should be taking more and you fail a lot. And so I think the more you fail, <laughs> the more you have to write about musically, sure. you know, and, uh, as the consummate, Failureist, you know. I think I've got material for years. <laughs> Unreal, mate. Uh, now so you're talking about when you when you come to Australia and you enjoy having a bit of time off. Um, do you do that around around the world as well? Have a bit of touristy time with the boys, or do you just get get out on your own to to take in the uh, the, the local culture? Well, I think you're. Um, it's built into the down under experience, and and you know my kids are half Australian, and so. My, I've often brought my family down under. And uh, so I think I've just always expected that of Australia uh-huh. to sort of, uh, it's it's always been more than shows. It shows have been the reason that it brought us there and then it's what else we do as well. Sure. sure. And so so I, I think in, in that way, and, and but I also think that travel makes, makes you, uh, travel is the best way to learn, especially if the tactile style of learning is what you need. And so I've always looked at traveling. So traveling Europe and South America and, and down under and things like that. Look, um, that's my chance to learn something. You know, so I kind of throw myself into the risk when I go somewhere else. <laughs> Unreal, mate. Well, look, everyone is going to be absolutely stoked. Who's not only a Quatsa fan, but uh, fans of rock are going to be coming along in droves. We can't wait for you to get here in February uh, on the uh, the end is Nero. I like how you've gone all Roman on this uh, on this tour's ass. You got the the Times New Roman uh, album title on the end is Nero, um, mate. We really appreciate your time, Josh. Can't wait for you to get here in February next year. Josh Homer from uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Thanks for your time, mate. Thank you. I love you. I want to move in with you. Rock on. (laughs) For all the latest rock news, interviews and backstage experiences, don't forget to subscribe to Triple M Rock on the Listener app.